Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores! James, the lateral, to Carter on the end zone, can you believe that? Lateral, they practice that on Wednesday. It must be a Merry Christmas, because that's one happy holiday right there. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. We did it, Mike. We returned. <laughs> Finally. And, and we have a new intro. New intro. Uh, no guarantees on audio levels. I got to figure that out. So if it, uh, it blows out your speakers, then uh, that's my bad. But uh, speaking about blowing things out, we got Michael. Michael, how you doing, man? It's uh, <laughs> yeah, You told me a little bit about your week, but uh, how's your Friday at least? It's just, it's, it's going somewhere, but at least there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> there's there's football on, there's, there's surfaces at some point. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's a given, obviously any, any, uh, almost any Friday really, but yeah, the college football obviously makes that a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, here we are. We're back. Name image podcast, uh, college football now, you know, college basketball, obviously in the loop, but this is going to be more of the football centric one because boy we uh you know took, took a couple of weeks off you know we kind of reset the gears a little bit and um just uh, an entire month to the date <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah but uh, hey we had other other shit going on and uh you know now we can actually talk about you know the playoff and all that fun stuff and you know all these bowl games going on but a lot of nil stuff too because it is the recruiting season michael and uh it is the land now of the haves and the have-nots and all the days of the message boards talking about all the bag men and under-the-table shit. I mean, that's all gone because it's all just out in the open now. And uh, it's uh, people are people are feeling some type of way about NIL, and uh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's because it's it is hilarious. I mean, this is – if you opposed it in the beginning, this, this is your heyday right here. Like, this, this is the moment you've been waiting for where you can bitch and moan about it. But at the end of the day, it's just it, – it's the, the commercialization of NCAA for years and years and years now. Like, we, we knew where this was going. Progress is inevitable. So go ahead to your message board and your Twitters and, and bitch and moan all you want. You're still wrong. And, and it, 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 at the end of the day, this is giving – I understand the whole open market free agency thing is kind of tainting what college athletics, you know, is meant to be, but I mean, it's going to be, it's exciting. It's exciting. If you don't want to sit there and admit that it is exciting, you're just an old curmudgeon to begin with. And you wanted to see players just kind of waste away their careers at programs where I think it's exciting that we're just seeing people hop in the transfer portal and just jump around willy nilly and finish out their last year or two or wherever at totally different schools. I mean, it's going to change the entire landscape from season to season and add all the parity to the sport that we've been missing. Right. And, you know, because the big thing, you know, the, the big reason why I wanted to, you know, kind of start with this is, uh, you know, I, I think it was Ohio State really was the first one that caught my attention because, you know, I've never felt bad for Ohio State because <laughs> obviously their track record of success, their domination in the Big Ten, obviously it's taking a little dip this year with Michigan coming back and things like that. But the big story that came out was basically uh, – that Ohio State missed out on at least one recruit and, you know, possible, you know, a few others, but they missed out on one specifically by about a million dollars to kind of put that in perspective, right? And gives you, like I said, in the past, if it's always been close and you've got the hats up there, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, like we missed out, like, yeah, he's probably been paying, you know, paid a little bit there, right? You know, probably like, I don't know, maybe 10 to 50,000, like a, a decent chunk of change, obviously. But now we're talking about like, 
I don't know, generational wealth, but we are absolutely talking about life changing money. And that's where I'm like, cool, good. You know, these kids are talented. Let them do his thing. Should it be involved in recruiting? No. Is that it is what it is? Sure. But to see Ohio State fans get so worked up about it, like it just made me realize like, wow, this this is changing things. Right? Well, it's it's a this million is, this dollars. Is, that's crazy. Right. But th- this is old man, you know, shaking fist at sky yet again, because they they just wanted for the longest time to rely on them. And I won't get into if, if there was, uh, you know, under the table dealings in years past, but they, for the longest time, it was just good enough for them to walk in and say, we're Ohio State. And then for some, be like, we'll okay. get you to the pros. Yeah, we'll get you to the pros. We'll get you, you know, maybe some branding deals afterwards, things like that. But and so now they're yeah. just mad because they actually have to. It's another layer in the recruiting game. Not saying they're not good at recruiting, but it's just another part of the game they're going to have to play to not miss out on these recruits. And so I, right. I, both sides are valid in their feelings. I get it. Like it's, it's you know, you just got outpaid for a player. It doesn't sound sexy, but it's, it's you know what? Like this is what's going to bring college football to a more level playing field. Like it, that's exactly what's happening here. It's it's the power is kind of shifting and and it, it's the Deion Sanders thing is a whole nother thing, but just, just in the aspect of NIL and coaching adjustment or not adjustment, excuse me, coaching relocations. Like it, it's the transfer portal. All of it is right. what we've all kind of been working towards, right? Like we wanted to get away from Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia in the, in the playoffs every year. Like, that's how we get here. This is this is what we've been seeing, and this is the this is the progress that we've been waiting for to get to a more you know level playing field across the board. Well, and I think what what really happened too is like the the transfer portal was a, a first a big one, right? And and I think we all agree that that was that was the right thing to do, right? To allow you know allow the kids to you know transfer, especially if it's a bad situation, and maybe not always have to sit out a year. And you know I, I'm still not even sure what the exact guidelines are because people are entering the transfer portal like crazy. But you mix that and NIL and all this taking place within the last, I don't know, uh, like year and a half, two years or something like that is what it feels like. Like having those two trains collide is basically right. causing the shitstorm of where we're at now because you could play pay a player a million dollars. He could just transfer the next season. You know, you, like you look at Quinn Ewers is kind of the good example. Got the bag from Ohio State. And within right. like three months, he was in the portal. Like going back to Texas where he absolutely got the bag. And then now with him, you got uh, Arch Manning right behind him. Is he going to transfer again? You know, it's like, right. cool, like good for you for picking up this money. But it's like, you, you know, these, these, you know, Ohio, I go back to the Ohio State thing. They're like, oh, well, we need to pony up more money. We need to start paying these kids. But it's like, even if you do pony it up and start paying the kids, there's no guarantee they're even going to stay. So right. I, it's just, it's, and that's we, what I, I think is crazy. Shot yeah. from, the very, from the very beginning, right about the time we started this podcast, there is going to be a learning curve. And, and, and you know what? There might not be. There might, there might <laughs> just be enough floating around in the booster's pockets that maybe we just don't learn our lessons. But I've been on the train for the longest time that there's going to be a learning curve here to where we stop investing so much in, like, pay the kids. I get it. Like, I mean, they should be able to profit off their name, image, likeness. That's what it's there for, but stop paying them these ridiculous amounts of money. Cause exactly like you just said, there's no loyalty. Like there used to be to a program because the transfer portal, like it, it's, yeah. it's two, it's, it's a, it's a takes two to dance kind of scenario where it's like NIL. Yes, we can get kids to come to schools, but on the flip side of that, they could just turn around and walk right out the door the next season. So I think there's going to be a learning curve and, and, and we'll still see generational talent kids get the bag. And, and I get that, but I think the mid range recruiting tiers are going to start to think like, Hey, maybe we don't 
give this kid, you know, a million dollars because he's not going to get as much playing time here and he's just going to go walk out the door to Clemson next season or wherever the fuck he goes. Right. So I and, think there will be a learning curve. Right. And I, and maybe there's some, some sort of balance or some sort of guardrails that you can put on this where it's like, and the NCAA, I don't expect them to do anything, but they did get a new president. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, but there's got to be some sort of balance where it's like, listen, kids, you can sign an NIL deal with the university. As soon as you do that, you forfeit your ability to transfer. Or you don't sign that NIL deal right off the bat. Leave your options open or maybe do it defer. I don't know. Like, you know, right. And, and leave that window open to transfer. Maybe that's and I think that would probably have to come from the conferences. And that's that's why it's just going to be a mess, because. Each conference is going to – it's just like the whole state's rights thing, right? It's like each state can kind of make their own you know, rules and regulations, things like that. Each conference can kind of govern themselves how, how they see best fit as well. But, right. yeah, it's just it, – it, it's, it's a mess, but, yeah, but, but, but a good mess. I love it. The problem is if, if, if we put structure around it and if it's a, if it's a conference-by-conference thing or it's a, it's a universal NCAA, whatever the situation is, if we try to put you know guidelines to it, all that's going to happen is, is we're just going to go right back to square one because it's going to be, okay, well, now we have these guidelines in place where we have to make sure that there's some sort of commitment or, or you know, something that kind of ties these kids, these, these NIL deals are getting. But if we go back to that route, it's just going to become a huge legality battle where now we're just going back to a different world where we're just doing a bunch of dirty dealings under the table. Right, because there, there's always going to be the, the bad players that that or I say players, the bad like the schools who are going to find ways around Nevin it or, or whatever. There's and always that's why Nevin Shapiro roaming around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, or uh, Ruiz down at um at Miami, who you know you get the pancake boy, which I, I love that pancake honcho. You know he's a five star tackle. Michigan State somehow was in the running for that. Michigan State, Florida, uh, Miami, and uh, yeah, it's probably I don't know Alabama, or I can't even remember who the last one was. But you just go in the comments afterwards, and everyone's like, "Cool, we'll see you in the portal in a year." Like, have fun getting blown out in an empty stadium, and it's just like, God, I love college football. So, yeah, it's a uh, and and I you know I tweeted it, and I was you know interacting with some of our our um, our great Ohio State fans. I have to say. Um, but my big thing was just like, listen, and I've, you know, me, I've never been like the, the recruit guy and there's a lot of them out there, but it's just like, people have to start taking a step back because it's just not, it's, it'll, it'll ruin college football for you. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but you got to take a step back and just say, you know what, whoever would get great, whoever stays even better, like root for the kids that, that want to stay and want to play and want to, you know, really represent the program you know, give it that year or two of hype or of, right. of kind of waiting, you know, before you get all hyped on these recruiting classes, because yeah. boy, we, uh, it's crazy. I mean, the, water, the of people water always finds its level. Like, yeah. It, oh yeah. Right now the, the power is 100% in the players, in the players court. Like it, they have the ability to hit the transfer portal. There's no obligations. They can make money here. They can go to the next school. There, water finds this level. We'll get back to a point to where one, this won't be such a sensational headline because if you really think about it, this is the first kind of. And we're not even technically like in the off season, but there's already a hand. There's you know all the schools are pretty much done for their seasons, or there's some bowl games on the horizon. But essentially, this is the first like off season in a sense that we've had with the full blown NIL transfer portal, right? All of that kind of coming to fruition. So again, like it's. It, 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 it it's bad now and, it, and you can find ways to pick it apart every which way. But at, at the end of the day, it's like, th- this is, this is, is where we're going. Is. This is, it, you can't, you can't have seen for decades now, the commercialization of the NCAA 
and not expect it at some point that players are going to be like, hey, man, like like we want in. And then boosters are just sitting there thinking like, hey, there, our door's open now. Like we can finally get our school back to, to the promised land if you're Texas, not so much. But you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> hey, everybody's making their chops. Yeah. Texas is trying because they're paying everybody, you know, and it's like I, I even saw like a graph, too, that was like top 10 schools per NIL deal or this or that. And as your usual sp- suspects like the Miamis, the Texases, things like that. Coming in at number 10 was Utah. <laughs> like, is that where the your, the tithing money is going from the Mormon church? Like, if it is, like, because there's still, uh, you know, decent LDS fan base, so, you know, for the youth mm. even. And hey, listen, if that's where it's going from, or maybe it's the business ventures or the tech bros that have moved out here, listen, I'm all for it. If Utah's doing that, hell yes. I, um, I think Utah's yeah. just, I think, and you kind of touched on it a second ago, I think Utah is that school where I'm sure there's NIL money and whatever, but they're that school where it's like there's actually like a, like a, a morale structure. There's, like, there's a structure of pro, basically like, hey, listen, I mean, because they're, they're putting players in the NFL every single season. You know, and, well, and they, right. they're going to have two or three more at least, you know, this season. So, yeah, it's um. do we, do we exactly. want them to make the playoff? Yes. Are they going to make the playoffs? I, if it doesn't happen in my lifetime, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised, but they're always going to be they're 10 to 15, yep. somewhere in that realm. Very competitive, winning good games because they're a well-coached program with structure. And if and if that's and, and you know if that's the final destination for some players, like there's probably some players who will in the next five years have gone from Alabama's, Ohio State's, Texas, wherever, and yes. they've done the NIL thing, they've gotten their bag, and then they're like, you know what? Like I got I'm kind good. of caught up in the mix. I just want to play. Yes. Okay. That that's perfect. I that's exactly what I was gonna say. You know, going back to to your boy Ronald Reagan and his trickle down economics, it's basically that, right? Because you know they'll, they'll get the bag right out the gates. You know, it, just like what you said, they'll have the money. They'll they'll do the whole transfer portal thing. Eventually, they're going to be like, you know what? I'm set, and probably my kids are set now from just hardly doing anything at this point. Right. Let me find where I can actually like, you know, find a home. You know, maybe you know, lose out on some money or lose out right. on a couple deals here here and there. But maybe I'll actually get to the pros, which well, so that's that, kind of like what the goal was to begin with. <laughs> exactly, a prep academy. Like they're they, they're going to want to go <laughs> from the the big the big headliners, and they're just going to say like, you know what, like. There, it's a cesspool of talent where I'm at now because we're just willing to pay every dude who has a four or five star next to his name to come here. I have a legitimate shot at going pro. I'm going to go play for Whittingham or whoever it is at Utah at the given time. And I just, I just want to take my step next step to the pros and I'm going to do that at a Utah or a, you know, a middle of the pack, big 10 school, something like that yeah. where it's like, okay, like I actually do love the game and I just want to go play just to play now. Like I've, I've done NIL. I've made my bag. Like, let me just go play. Yep. Oh God. It's fun. It's fun. That's why we're here. So we're doing this. And uh, like I've said it in the past before, we're going to have to get one of these NIL experts on that. <laughs> let me follow on Twitter again, because I, uh, who knows even where it's going from here. And, you know, I always try to retweet the, the, the interesting stuff, but it's been fun. It's been fun. And like I said, we've taken the month off just to kind of recap on a few things. You know, obviously the playoffs been set. We got TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, which I love. I, I think that's a really fun overall uh, experience. Utah did Ohio State the biggest of favors, you know, with beating USC. And like I always said for Utah, it's like just, you know, just like what you mentioned, you know, are they going to make the playoff? Probably maybe not in our lifetime. But boy, is the Rose Bowl a really good consolation because oh, <laughs> the youth are back at the Rose Bowl playing Penn State. I can't fucking wait for that game. Um, you know, you had Caleb Williams winning the Heisman. Cool. Congrats, dude. Like, you know, I just said, don't give to anyone this year and just give it back to Reggie Bush like you should, but whatever. Um, I think we can agree that of the four they sent to New York, 
I mean, Max Duggan's a good story out of all the four of them, but like no, that 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 award and they, this Hooker is for this episode for sure. Yeah, this is for this episode. The Heisman is just lost what the Heisman's actually yeah, about. Exactly. Like, if we're if we're going off of the best player in college football, one, it's not always four quarterbacks. Like I know quarterback gets the biggest stat boost, and they're always touching the ball, so like there's a lot of like of airtime for them. But like there there's plenty of other people that should have been up there. And then two. It's just a, it's like a popularity contest. Like it, Caleb Williams was not the Heisman winner, and I, I think you can ask a fair amount of the population, and a lot of them would agree that wasn't the Heisman winner this year. Like he, he was a hell of a player. Like I mean, even like I said, sure with Utah, like even that game too, he he really battled. Utah's just a better team, and that's why the individual award is just it's it's bizarre, and it's just I I think it was cool at one point, but I think where it really turned for me was when. Uh, I believe Christian McCaffrey was the one where I was like, yeah, this is a lock. This guy's incredible. And then they just gave it to, I think, Derrick Henry, I think. Is what and that, was. Was, that was where the Pac-12 the right. came. Or like, oh, shit. I guess that's what I No one watches. With. I agree. Yeah. No he one watches. 100% the, like, the best player that year. That yeah. year, he was by far and away the best player out there. Right. And it's, it's just, that's for me when I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, it's not, this isn't what it is. Like, it's not what it should be anymore, you know, but... Uh, we're, that, we're not here to talk about that. The Heisman, whatever. Who cares? Full season, baby. Uh, Wait, whoa. You got to stop and pause for Mike Leach. I know you oh, hate pirates, but come on now. No, listen, we love Mike Leach. He was one of the good ones. That Very sad. Uh, love it, though. I mean, the, the just the yeah. overall outpouring for him, the stories that came out, you just love it. And you're right. right. I, we should love it. We're not going to – there's nothing we could add to this, but I think we, we could take a moment to acknowledge – College football would not be. No, I'm not, not at all. Say he changed Huge the landscape by himself, but wow. Huge innovator. Uh, Utah roots as well. I mean, he coached at BYU under just some incredible historic coaches as well. Um, and then you look at his coaching tree and where they are now. Like, yeah, he absolutely impacted college football. Everything that we say now has been said. Um, and that's pretty impressive to have. And uh, I, I think 99.9% of things I saw which were positive and supportive of him. I think everybody loved him. Not without his controversy, of course, but way less than some of the other, you know, idiot coaches that are out there who just make a fool of themselves or like, right. you know, it's, he was awesome. He was awesome. Loved it. It's funny. I was just, you know, redoing the intro, trying to find all these good voice clips and like play by play calls to add. It's like, I could have done probably an hour intro of just Mike Leach interviews and stuff. Mm. I now need to probably adjust it a little bit and add something for Mike Leach in there, but. Uh, but out. anyways, let us know about the new intro because yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. The first Listen. one was a mess. The first one, I wish you guys could see it. It was just all over the place. I think this new one's pretty solid. Fair, but, but we, yeah, we have to grieve him as as the football coach, but also a fellow pirate fan. I mean, of course, he yeah, was he led the pirate charge. But okay, it. listen, you you didn't want to talk about him. We talked about him. Go ahead now, Kyle. Oh what God. about bowl season? I love Mike Leach and college basketball. Kyle doesn't give two shits about either of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, but here we are. It is bowl season. It is a great time of the year. Games on all the time. This game's on right now. For example, you would be Miami. Um, here's kind of where I want to go with this, because, you know, obviously we all go through it. You know, now it's kind of the first season where I'm like, oh, like betting is going to be kind of fun on this stuff. But uh, I've done like college football, bowl pickums and stuff. You invited me to your group. So thank you very much. Um, I kind of have a formula for me and it's not like like stat based or anything like that. When it comes to you picking bowl games. What what are some things outside of like win loss things like that? What are some things that you look for in uh in picking picking your uh 
your winners here. It's it boil it boils down to it, it's it's a it's a fail system. So one is like just overall conference, and I know when you get in the Power Five in certain scenarios, it gets a little tricky. But if if there's like a more pronounced conference going up, and I really don't give a shit what the record is of the other team that they're playing. It's going to be the, it's just knee jerk reactions always going to be the better conference. Obviously, when you get in the playoffs and the New Year's Six Bowls, a little different. Uh, and then if I, if I'm unsure about the first leg, the second leg, this sounds really dumb. It's just, it's pr- primarily the mascot or the, the, right. the team name. <laughs> so you, you have some biases built in, right? Cause that, that's, oh, yeah. that's how I think it should be. Cause that, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'll have, if I have any sort of emotional attachment, it can go back. I mean, we're talking about just like you said, colors or, you know, mascots or just games that like you remember growing up type of thing. You know, like for the first one, obviously, it's UAB Blazers versus Miami of Ohio Redhawks. And it's like that was the easiest pick for me because it's like you got a sick dragon mascot for one. You're called the fucking Blazers. Like, that's a lock, right? Uh, Most of America looks like picked them as well. But then you just kind of go down the list, too. And it's like, okay, have I ever had like a really fun uh ncaa dynasty right on uh you know uh, growing up and for example smu was one of those teams i remember growing up on like i don't know NCAA like 06 i had a fun dynasty with the team called smu who i knew nothing about i'm gonna pick them every single time i told you about my my russell wilson one which uh sorry broncos fans but we're talking about collegiate russell wilson where back in the day when he was at um north carolina state and obviously wisconsin uh i would pick him every single bowl game because he, he was five, I think five and oh, if not, maybe it's four and one because I think he lost one at Wisconsin. But when he's at North Carolina State, he won every single time, right? So I was like, yep, North Carolina State. Now, if I see him in a bowl game, I'm typically picking North Carolina State because of that, right? So, Fair. I mean, I'm sure just like you, we have, for example, Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina Pirates. Yeah, listen, I would probably expect you're picking Pirates there. It, you know? And I, I didn't because I love Pirates, but the Chanta, Chanticleers, Chanticleers, whatever the fuck their name is. The color wave for that school is just absolutely incredible. I, I, all the sea foam, teal, whatever the fuck it is. I feel you, though. I feel you. And then a rooster. See, I mean, so, so there's a little bit of deviation involved, is what you're saying, huh? Well, okay. but, like, because, but here's here's the other thing, because it it didn't, if it, if it would have failed the first step and gone to the second step, it's pirates all day. Fair enough. Mormons versus mullets. I mean, they, <laughs> the, the Chanticleers had one of, arguably, the most outlandish, fun to watch COVID seasons of all time. Like that was we had wild. an out of the blue, just totally unscripted matchup between a BYU and a fucking coastal Carolina. I mean that, like right. you just said, that's a team that all like 10, 15 years from now, when my goddaughter looks at me and is like, um, favorite school. That's not a power five, but like it's the coastal Carolina Chanteliers. And it's not even close. The Chanteliers. Chante- I love it. Chanteliers. Chante- <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. But or like for example, you know, I'm just going down the the Barstool Arizona Bowl. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Wyoming versus Ohio. Like I, I just have to go Wyoming Cowboys with that, right? Uh, Ohio's probably and and very very well probably the better team here. I'm going Cowboys. I can't not pick the Cowboys, right? I have you know sometimes I got family out there, you know things like that. I almost went there for school. Fuck that. It is so cold. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we haven't seen the Cowboys play in warm weather yet, you know. So like, who who knows what kind of monster right. we might unearth down in Arizona? Right. Yeah. Oh God, you're right. You're right. So, uh, I love bowl season. It's a lot of fun. You Michigan State's not in it, but who fucking cares? Because they suck. But you know, a lot, <laughs> lots of other good, uh, lots of really good matchups. Uh, any bowl games just right off the bat that that really uh, get you going? 
I mean, I, the Jackson State, in, and this is a smaller That's potato true. bowl game, but like Jackson State and the North Carolina Central Eagles, that one intrigues me just to be able to tune in and see like has has Jackson State just kind of totally given up, knowing that like coach is gone, all your good, all your best players are probably gone, not probably are gone. Right. Like, How is there a fracture respond? in the locker room? Like, is this going back to our conversation at the beginning of the pod? Like, is this going to be the first kind of like, like actual proof that we have that like the transfer portal is just going to ruin programs like on the spot? Because by all accounts, like Jackson State should just go out there and just be like, what, what are we even playing for? Like, who gives a shit? So that that one, just from a storyline perspective, is probably the one that I like the most. But then just a matchup perspective, I think it's very it's a very weird matchup, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Florida Gators and Oregon yep. State. Uh, that's exactly what I was looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one, From, I, have, even, I have Oregon yeah, right. State selected. I am so Absolutely. tempted to go back to the Gators. I will not. No, I'm Oregon State all the way, baby. I mean, especially because um, they played a huge part in getting Utah to the Pac-12 championship. So I'm, I'm obviously partial to the Beavers. It's just a funny mascot. You got the <laughs> you're looking at the two mascots, and just from a visual perspective, you got a fucking alligator, and then you just got a a, a beaver, like you know. But, but like, just, this 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 is, this is this is an colors, SEC yeah. Pac-12. Like like right. the I get the Oregon State's good, but I I think that Florida is a perfect example of like you could just roll out a Florida team regardless of how the season went. Just the dudes alone that you have on the roster. Anthony Richardson sitting out though, but they do probably have a good backup, you know. But yeah, it's uh, that's, that's the beauty of Florida. Florida, give it and let alone all the rest of it, but Florida in particular, Florida just always has somebody up next. Like, in there, I'm not saying like Heisman caliber are gonna like blow the doors off somebody, they just always have a quarterback kind of just lingering around who's always gonna be good. Like, never do we really hear about Florida going through down years with quarterbacks, they always have somebody in the wings that is yeah, good enough to compete. Like, yeah, I mean, just some other ones, too, that I think are funny is like like Baylor versus Air Force, two of the most diametrically opposed offenses that you could possibly ever imagine. Who do you have? Who do you have? Uh, huh? Huh? I mean, I want to go Air Force real bad, you know, because I, I, I but I don't know. I, I haven't I, I'm leaving some of these up because you just don't know, you know, so I'm, I'm leaving some of these unpicked for now. Are you going to leave them unpicked to see how your first slate goes? And then, like, if you're like, if I you're may have right earlier, you, are you gonna try to find some Cinderella's to get get some points back. I might have to, right? And that's why yeah, I missed the confidence scoring. That was always fun. But anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, and then, you know, just going down the list as well, the Holiday Bowl, which is always fun down in uh, San Diego. You got North Carolina versus Oregon. I think that's going to be a hell of a game, too. No one likes to play defense, apparently. You got Arkansas versus Kansas Jayhawks. Great to see the Kansas Jayhawks back in it, you know, after their they're, great start. I they're think gonna they went, get like, absolutely <laughs> run over. Like, By it's not even close. Right. You know, and then I, it's just, there's some good ones. Oklahoma Sooners versus Florida State. That's going to be fun. I, yeah, I have Florida State there, unfortunately. Sorry. I, fans, but. I do too. But because Oklahoma is, I, I think that they, they, they threw up the flag towards the end of the season and they were just like, get, get us into 2023. Like, we, yep. we're, we're done. Uh, Ole Miss, Texas Tech is another one. I like just, that one too. Yeah. That do. might be, that might be the only game of this bowl season to have like 100 plus points combined on the board. You think, and then I don't know, because I felt like I, I bet Ole Miss rec- relatively recently on an over, and they just fucked it. But yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. But and now, now, hold on, Big Twelve defense, right? And Ole that, Miss, you got Lane. Lane knows that he, he loves this, right? He he does 
I feel like he tries to show out in the bowl games. He's already hot in the recruiting tra- trail. Um, if you can end the season on a on a on a high scoring dub, and you just said it just a second ago, you walk into recruiting season that you could throw away the rest of the season film. You just need that bowl game film. Be like, hey, you want to come be a part of this? You want to put up sixty points a game? That's True. all. You- yeah, a lot of a lot of kids on their couch too watching them. Yeah, no, that's oh, that, that's a really good point. Yeah. And then, you know, the orange matchup, which this I love that it is the Orange Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl. You got Tennessee Volunteers versus Clemson. Give me the balls, baby. I don't care if Hendon Hooker's out. Give me the balls all oh, day. It's always the balls, but I, I have this one on my uh, potential fraud list. This game might not be as good as, like, we, we right. think it is. I hope right. it, it is, could be, but... like, yeah. Um, you know, just kind of going down, you know, Alabama versus Kansas State. I think Kansas State's been a great story this year. Alabama's a weird one, though, because any time that they kind of miss out on that playoff or the big game, they sometimes just don't show up to the bowl game, you know? So, well, and and I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm not saying Nick Saban is intentionally like not gonna, you know, do his best in a bowl game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the conversations behind the doors right now are to his top guys, ones who who already know go to the NFL, they're not gonna play. Two, maybe guys that are going to be there next year who are high caliber, maybe had some lingering kind of issues in the season. He's like, listen, like we'll march you out there for like the first quarter, see how it goes. But like if, if it's not really working, like we're just probably going to take you out. And then you're just left with Alabama second, third, however many stringers, which obviously are good players to be on Alabama in the first place. But but Kansas State is just rolling. And that's, that's a team full of dudes who NIL what? Like they don't even know. They don't even get paid. They probably don't have scholarships. They're probably just all from Kansas, and they're like, "We just love the Wildcats," and they just they just love that shit. <laughs> right? No, that's a hundred percent agree. Uh, another one too, and it, it is later today. Uh, UTSA Troy. I was just kind of looking at this. One thing I look into, obviously, is like momentum, right? Like, uh, was a team coming off like two or three losses and the season type of thing. Both Troy and UTSA lost their opening game, one, and then lost that third game. And then they all they just rattled off pretty much whatever eight in a row, nine in a row, which I that's that's, that's really interesting. Lost the opener, you know, lost uh, another one early, and then just boom, dub, 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 dub. You know, and UTSA's been an interesting story. Troy's always there, or thereabouts, or always a solid team. I mean, that one later today, like, where are you going there? Ah, see that that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that I've I've probably flipped I flipped back and forth on like probably three times while I've been doing these picks. Same. <laughs> I I I like Troy, and that's only strictly because I I did catch like a half like I actually watched like a half <laughs> of their game this year. <laughs> what like, individual half of football from them? Hey, I haven't seen UTSA on tape, but I I think Troy just from what I've seen. It's almost like they play a little bit more fail-proof football where it's like if one facet of the game isn't going, like they're not necessarily peaking in one facet. They're kind of well-balanced. I think UTSA, like if they can't just get out and no pun intended, like road run, I, I think it might just they might just stall and then Troy's just going to win it. But I, if, if UTSA ends up winning this game 48 to like 12, I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> It's weird. It's yeah, that's a good one. God, there's yeah, there's some interesting ones, but that's why I love it, man. It's such a this is a good time of the year. We got bowl games, we got NFL on Saturdays, we got college football or college basketball going on. It's uh, I mean, we're just right in the thick of it, aren't we? God, this is where we, where we love to be. Love it. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, other than that, Mike, I, I, I'm sure we missed a lot over the last couple of weeks, months, or whatever, and there's been, you know, lots of, you know, a couple of scandals here and there and things like that and blah, 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 but, you know, whatever. We're here for we're here for ball, baby. Um, anything else we want to touch on, though? This might be a little bit of a shorter one, but it's uh, we had to get it out. I want to debut the new intro and all that fun stuff, but... No, I, I mean, we'll I'll, I'll save my college basketball bean flicking until after the first of the year so we, we can just get all the football out of the way. And, and we'll save the playoff as well, you know, because we get, you know, I don't want to. Right, right. I mean, lot, once we get after. Right. Once we get after the first of the year, all all the bowls are done. We have one championship game that we can really dive into. And then after that, it's it's your most dreaded time of year because it's only college basketball. <laughs> I love and hate. I, I really do love and hate college basketball. I love college basketball as the sport. I just hate watching Michigan State. Think, and I'm, so I'm sitting, listen, I hope you're sitting on a couch like we can just maybe therapy this real quick. I think your problem is, is that you as a sports consumer, you just want to write off a, a, a loss like instantly. Like if, if, if Michigan State goes down like 6-0 in basketball, you're like, that loss, might as well turn the damn TV off. I think I that's why you hate eight, basketball yeah, because right. you know damn well you're never out of it. Like I don't even give a shit if it's a 20-point deficit at halftime. You're never out of it in basketball. Well, this is the perfect example. It uh, happened, I don't know, a couple, you know, two or three weekends ago. I can't remember. But it was um, Michigan State was playing Portland as part of, like, the PK-80 stuff or whatever. And I look, and I'm, I shit you now. It was about maybe a minute left, maybe even less than a minute. Michigan State is up, I want to say, eight or nine points, maybe even ten points. So I'm like, cool, that looks good. Like, you know, let me tune in for the last minute, kind of see that, and I can catch the highlights, you know, because I'll show, you know, who played well. I turn it on, Mike, and I'm not kidding. In fifth, I think it was 15 seconds. Um, Portland scored eight points, eight po- points, and then they ended up tying it up. And then you know, Michigan State won it at the very end. But I'm just like, that's what I mean. There was under a minute, and I just witnessed ridiculous. Like, okay, they hit a three, steal the inbound pass, and another three. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Then we turn it over again. They get the two, all in a span of 15 seconds. And I'm like, this is why I can't fucking sit and just watch, right? But like, now, but see, now you need to also acknowledge how ridiculous you sound because what you just described, and I understand in this instance, you were on the receiving end of it, so I could see how that in particular. It's awesome, right? Dude, like college basketball, like you, I, I see it every day when I start scrolling through social. It's it, overnight, some, some, uh, you know, favored big dog loses loses to the underdog and it's it's that's just the beauty of basketball we're, we're never gonna get we're never gonna get that in football in football it's we're gonna be stacked up with the most talent two three layers deep like we know who's gonna be a, a good team every year basketball is just you can march out and you could play sister mary school of the blind and michigan state is prone to lose any damn day yeah i mean that, yeah 100 correct yeah listen I, i'm not proud of it not but it's just uh i try my best i do so all right anyways. we're gonna make we're gonna make, a, we're gonna make a deal here you can no longer write off the spartans until at least halfway through the second period then i'll allow that, you to start writing them off but you, and the, the, there's a few games too that i like i'll just refuse to watch at a principle anytime michigan state plays at purdue there's no point there's just no point because purdue i mean obviously purdue's fucking incredible Zach this Keith's season the best player, the, the seven foot three so that helps but but that that stadium and just how the stands are so anytime I see that I'm like I'm just not gonna watch I don't think I've ever witnessed Michigan State winning there it's like (laughs) there's a few situations like that where I'm like at Purdue not even gonna bother not worth my time and that's fine you you need to change your tone you the Big Ten is uh, by all accounts and I'll even agree I love Big Ten basketball the Big, Big Ten basketball carries the flag for college basketball in general like 
anytime there's a primetime Big Ten game on, I sit, I'm sitting down and watching it, and I don't give a shit who's playing because it's just it's so well balanced as far as the powers to be. It's every every it's player, ugly, every, every team way. has a play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's yep. Joey Hauser is your best. It's fundamentals, player. you know, it's none of this high flying stuff. No, it's get it into the post, baby. Rebound the ball, box out. Uh, I love it. Yeah. But it's a crowd. So, it's, I mean, yeah. it's it's everything. It's it's the iconic. It's oh, the, yeah, like the you said, I, and I don't know what producer yep. Marina is off the top of my head, but you got that. You got the you got the barn. You got freaking the Izone. You like all of it is just. I mean, it's Chef's kiss. I mean, it, the fans, the arenas, the environment. It's just the fucking best. It's fun. No, I agree. Got some interesting standings. You know, Purdue's looking their number, I think, number one. Yeah, number one right now. You got Virginia, UConn, who's looking really good. Utah State Aggies, shout out Aggies. They're looking good. It's, uh, yeah, we got, got a lot lot of interesting ones. So, yeah, we'll we'll get to basketball in due time. Today's football, as it, you know, as it should be. Right. So. Well, listen, nobody nobody's listening to podcasts at this time of the season. So, we'll just, we'll just put in the filler now. Because when it's when it's time to shift gears, Kyle, it's I mean, hang on, hold on tight. Dog. Well, we'll have to find some some interesting stuff to bring it in. But Michael, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for joining on. I hope uh, I hope you know your holidays are going to be blessed and and wonderful. Because um, I just assume we're probably I don't know probably won't get one out next week or anything like that. But we'll we'll have to get one obviously before the big you know uh, New Year's Six stuff you know. So uh, well, uh, listen, I got uh, listen. Nobody nobody works next week. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll we'll have plenty of time, and we'll have the first weekend slate under our belt. We'll have plenty of time for. I'm guaranteed. I'm listen. Joe Namath guarantee there's an episode next week. I love it. Love it. There it is. This been Naaman's podcast. Let us know about the new intro. Uh, like I said, if the audio is all fucked up, I've tried to source it from a few people. People say it sounds good so far, but you just never know. If it blows out your speakers, like I said, I apologize. Can somebody just um, say something nice about Skip's intro? Because he might he might go find a, a tall it, building to jump on. No, I, listen, I like it, but it's the audio that I just you don't know how loud it's going to be. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. So, uh, yeah, Michael, any parting words for this Friday before we kick it on nah, and, uh, well, let's hopefully sometime today or maybe this weekend we can go catch a catch a war zone top 25 finish and you know game's fucking trash trash yeah we got some good games though coming out we'll have to say that for our video game podcast but we got some sequence so but uh this has been the name image podcast if i could say that right and uh yeah enjoy your weekend enjoy your holidays we'll probably see you next week and uh if not then whatever we'll fucking figure it out from there so see ya Bye. Skip, we know Skip. Mm-hmm. Skip, I know Skip. Like that, Skip. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.